We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. The afternoon show. The police of 670. The score. Afternoons on the score. Here we go. Five seconds remaining in the game. Browns defense will back up. Fields, chased by Garrett, flushed, looking, sets up, throwing deep, Hail Mary, end zone, deflected, tipped and intercepted, almost caught, and then a deflection into the hands of DeAnthony Bell. Nobody's heart was more broken after that drop than I was. It's Gabe Ramirez along Mark Grody here on 670 The Score, filling in for Parkinson Spiegel. I had a, a I know I'm not supposed to talk about the amount of money on the show, but I think this is important. Yeah, no, go for so it. We live in that world. I had now. a five five leg parlay. Four of them hit. The only one I needed was Justin Fields to throw 200 yards. Oh, that would have been it. So he, he had 166, and then that would have been a 45 yard pass. It would have put him over 200. I would have hit my parlay. I bet 175 to win 4200. Oh, man. So he he. I'm I'm looking at oh. him drop the ball, and I'm in disbelief. And everyone around me, because I was doing the, the the Fox 32 Bruin View, Corey Wood, and I, so like you do, and everybody's looking at me, and they're thinking that I'm in disbelief that the Bears lost. <laughs> they're like, I know. They're like, Oh my god, you almost caught that was crazy, right? And I'm just like sitting there, 
And they're like, Gabe, look at Gabe. He's oh. so mad. Look at all. Oh, he's starting him when he cut the ball. And I'm like, that was a, a $4,200 drop right there. Are you talking about the, the Mooney drop or the, the Tunyon? No. The, if Mooney oh, catches that pass, oh, oh, yeah, that takes okay. him from 166 Sorry. to 210. Got you. And Got then, you. My, that, and then, so, 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 and that puts me over for the part. Yep. Either way. Yep. Um, we might not have you covered um, with gambling advice, <laughs> but we do have you covered with the latest updates and discussion on the Bears going into this uh, Week 16 matchup against the Cardinals. So you can either download the Odyssey app, a lot of great stuff on there, catching all these shows, podcast versions, mine included in the evening. Uh, But you can just search 670. Uh, Search 670 to score, tap to follow. You get alerts on all of our Bears coverage. And if you can't get enough of that, if we're not enough for you here, which is hard to believe. Yeah, we got you. uh, David Hall, Dan Reeder, of course, they have the Tig North podcast. You could catch that on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. And sometimes we even throw it here on the weekends. Absolutely. So make sure you guys get that as well. This is Hall. <laughs> key mix. That's a good Hall. This is Hall. No, Hall. Morning. Morning, Molly. Morning, Gabe. Morning, everybody. Morning, sports. Morning, sunshine. Morning, wallpaper. Morning, TV. Morning, guys. Morning over there. Morning. Have a great show. Have a great show, guys. I hope he loves that. He does. All right. He I, does. I, I think. I think he does. I'm, I'm sure your Emma impersonation is better than your David Hall. Spiegel does the Emma. <laughs> oh, is that Spiegel what it is? Spiegel has an Which Emma? Well, he, we could yeah. let him tell us. Joining us right now yeah. uh, on our guest hotline presented by Circus Sports Illinois. Of course, he covers the Bears for us here on 670 to score and the Marquee Network as well. Uh, it is Chris Emma. Chris, welcome to the show. What's up, guys? How we doing? Chris, do you got a Grody impersonation? <laughs> You know, he's the master of it. I don't quite have that skill. Spiegel does have the M impression. Indeed, it's not bad. I'll give him credit. It's not bad. So tip of the cap to Spiegs. Okay. I like it. Uh, uh, But I'm excited to talk Bears with you. Yeah, no, absolutely. Let's get into it here, Emma. Um, I know that uh, the Fluce was speaking today. And uh, what, what did you derive from the head coach of the Chicago Bears today? You know, it's he spoke about what we've heard that he's he's focused on keeping this team together, on making sure that they rebound well. Like that was a really, really deflating loss for a team that really spent the last month truly believing it can finish nine and eight, make the playoffs, have that kind of run. It's a major emotional letdown to go from that to you're done. You're likely out of the playoffs. It's mathematically still there, but these guys know. Like you go from the high of we're winning, we're doing well to. Suddenly, there's three games left. Let's see how you can get through it. Uh, so, Matty Buffus spoke about that. I want to start with Justin Fields because he was fascinating today. We heard from Justin Fields, the Bears quarterback, talking about what we've heard from his teammates and what we've heard from some of his guys. The support, DJ Moore, after the locker after the game Sunday, speaking in the locker room, saying Justin Fields is my quarterback. We heard Jalen Johnson. We're going to hear from him in this report as well. Say on this station on Monday that that's the guy we believe in. That's the guy we want to, leading us forward. Justin Fields was asked about the support that he's received from his Bears teammates. He also spoke about the improvement that he feels he's made this season. Here's Justin Fields today. Uh, it means a lot, you know. Uh, you know, they they know the work I put in. Um, you know, I try to put my best foot forward every day. I try to lead the team you know, the best way possible. So, uh, you know, just glad I'm, you know, making a positive impact and that my teammates feel feel that way about me. So, definitely, definitely glad. We've talked about this a couple times this year. About You're aware that everybody's got their opinions about your future. <laughs> what do you think, uh, from a personal level, that you have shown the Bears in your third season? Um, you know, improving. Uh, they know. They know. Everybody knows you know, who I am in the building. So, uh, you know, like I said, I control what I can control, and you know, that's it. Uh, 
Yeah, so. You and everyone in the locker room invest so much time and energy into trying to get to the playoffs, trying to win a Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. You get to this point in the season and it looks unlikely that you have a chance to play in the playoffs. What, what, what's, the, what's the impact on you after you invest so much to try and get to this point and have that opportunity? I mean, yeah. Um, you know, uh, of course, if we don't make the playoffs, then uh, it's tough because, of course, that's the goal of everybody in the building. But, um, I mean, at this point, no matter whether, you know, we're already eliminated, um, everybody plays for each other. If I come in the building, I know that my old linemen are putting in work. Um, you know, running backs putting in work. I'm not. I'm. I'm playing for them. You know. So, um, I think I've said that to y'all before. But I mean, yeah. I don't. I don't play for myself. I'm. I'm playing for the man beside me, my uh, brother beside me. So, um, it's. 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 It's more than a game, to be honest with you. Uh, it's. 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 It's more. So, uh, when you get to go out on the battlefield and you know be able to compete with them and be able to play with them because one thing I don't do, I, I don't take the game for granted. Um, you know, I don't know when my last game is going to be. Um, I could get hurt, have a, you know, career-ending injury next game, but knock on wood, but it's just like that's the truth of the matter is. So I'm going to play, you know, uh, every play my hardest, uh, every game, you know, the best I can and um, go out and play for them. Go out and, you know, give my best effort for, you know, the, the guy beside me. So, yeah. This is exactly why people love Justin Fields and, and – and his demeanor, his, his leadership abilities that people talk about. He had a statement last week, too, when he was talking to the media, and they asked him, like, what do you, you know, what do you, what do you, like, talk to me about the team and the growth of the team and what you've seen from this team this year. And he was like, I'm proud of the coaches. I'm proud of the, the guys in this locker room. Like, I'm proud. Like, it was like he could have gone in any direction. But, you know, he still just takes that leadership role. It's something that you like, like hearing. Well, I, I tell you, you're right. You're right. All, all that is true. I do wish, though. When he's asked about you know what what you've accomplished or what you've done in your third year, and he really doesn't want to sell himself, and I I feel like it's deflection in some ways, like he's deflecting to the team, and it, it's but don't all, you think he would uh, be doing that, Grody, if he had an uh, uh, if he was having an amazing season? Yeah, but even if he was if he'd thrown for thirty five hundred yards now with twenty five touchdowns, three interceptions, he still would be like, you know what? I'm proud of this team and where we're at compared to where we are. I guess, I guess. And, like, I can't – it's an awkward place for me to be here to be, like, to criticize him for saying nice things about his teammates and being a yeah. team guy. Well, but Mark, yeah, yeah it, it, I love that you said that because Justin Fields was asked in a follow-up later, what do you feel like you've improved? And he didn't really have any interest in kind of <laughs> discussing his own improvements. Like, everything, but I don't really want to get into it yeah. with you guys. Like – so it's he didn't have much interest in talking about himself. You, you're right. He, he the question was there. He wasn't really looking to run with it and say, "I feel like I'm getting better at this and this." And this. In fact, he turned it to, "I want to improve on so many other things." And I, I, I like the way he handled it. Yeah, he, he's been a little bit more careful with the media this season, after, <laughs> especially after the early part of the year. But he wasn't looking to list to uh, make a big list of here's everything I feel like I'm better at. Here's everything I want to improve at. Well, let me ask you this then, because we, we've talked about this, Chris, and you see it. I see it. We, he, he has improved. He has gotten without question. He's without question gotten better, but there still hasn't been the big jump. So, and, and I know that it's difficult for us to project, but do you think that in, in your eyes, Chris, has he done enough like with the, with the small improvements to make you think that there's the jump could still be coming if he is on this team next year? 
Absolutely. Yeah. And the, the beauty of where the Bears are going this offseason at the quarterback position is it's a difficult decision now. This could have been the easiest decision in the world. Like at the end of the run with Trubisky, where you kind of knew he's just not the guy. Like there, there still is upside for Fields. And you know, you know what he is at this point. There, there's still the ambiguity of what can he be? What if you add Marvin Harrison Jr.? What if you add that that top 10 tackle? Like, what if you continue to build around him? How much better can he be? Uh-huh. And that's a tough question now. The Bears have to really think deep about answering that. I still see the limitations. He's struggled with the processing. He's not been that consistent pocket passer. And when you're in fourth quarter crunch time, you're trailing by field goal, a touchdown. Like you got to be that guy who's sitting in the pocket and, and dissecting a defense. He struggled with that, but you know what he is. You know, he can be a starter in this league. And that's a great floor to have his ceiling. There might be still more. Uh, as you look toward this decision now in the offseason, like you feel good about the chance if you are picking one or two, you got somebody who could be even better potentially. That's why you do make that jump if you're in that position and draft a Caleb Williams. Like if that's the door the Bears open up and go through, uh, you're getting something good for Justin Fields. You're getting potentially a first-round pick. You're getting almost certainly a second round and then some. Like Fields has made this a difficult decision for the Bears where you're not just parting ways and good luck as a backup somewhere. Fields has shown you what he can be, and you like to think there's still more in store. We're talking to Chris Emma here on 670. The score, Gabe Ramirez and Mark Grody filling in for Parkins and Spiegel. You know, another difficult decision the Bears are going to have to deal with, Chris, is that of Jalen Johnson. And maybe it's a question of how much to pay him rather than if he's going to be with the team or not. Uh, What do you think about the future of the cornerback for the Chicago Bears? I, I love speaking with Jalen Johnson. He's one of the best guys we get to talk to in that locker room. Listeners on this show get to hear him every Monday at 5 o'clock. He's fantastic because he's real. He's authentic. He's not giving you any nonsense. or he know He's speaking from the heart. And so he I was asked today, Hello? looking ahead to this offseason, what do you see for yourself? Do you want to stay with the Bears long term? Do you want to sign with the same? Or do you want to hit the open market and explore your value elsewhere? Here's what Jalen Johnson had to say. Nah, man, I want to stay here. So, I mean, definitely want to get something done first. Um, but at the end of the day, if something doesn't get done, I'm not opposed to anything, any other option. But, I mean, I would, I would love to stay here. I mean, that's all I know. Honestly, just uh, couldn't see myself anywhere else. I mean, it's easy to just say, oh, you want out of somewhere until you, until you get it. And then it's like, oh, that's not, may not be quite what I want. But, I mean, honestly, for me, just wanting to stay here and I wanted to, I feel like, make that transition now. And I feel like we're building something special, too, especially the guys in the locker room. I mean, it's something that I, I don't think I can get anywhere else. I would like to stay and I continue to build, make it better. And get, I want to win some games and get to the playoffs, make a, make a push with the Chicago name, too. I love that, first yeah. of all. But don't you wish more people did that? Like, even Justin Fields. You know, yeah. we were talking about him talking to the media. I would love – that, to me, is what's been missing from his statements, and it is a it is a true ownership of the team and wanting to continue to build around it. Dollar in the bucket, talking about the Bulls. I wanted that from Zach Levine, <laughs> and, I, and I wanted it from Justin Fields as well because even though there's uncertainty surrounding his future, it doesn't hurt you to say, hey, you know what? I feel like I, I feel like in the beginning I had a rocky start. I feel like I'm finally getting it, and I would love to continue to build something here in Chicago. Yeah, and there's so many ways he can take this with himself in mind. You know, it deflect out. You know, I want what's best for me. I, I want whatever he can say. Like he's probably not doing himself a lot of service at the bargaining table and saying I want to be with this team. I, I like this is why he did say. You know, he's going to do what's best for him. He understands that there's going to be potentially a decision to make. I think he also knows that. He's not going away. He's going to be franchise tagged if he doesn't sign the long-term deal. But 
I love the way that he speaks about this. And think about this now for Jalen Johnson. Drafted second round in 2020. He was there for kind of the fall off of the Nagy era to the, the very bottom with Iberfus and Poles and building this thing up. And the guy's lost a lot of football games. He's been a part of a lot of tough yeah. times with this team. He sees the light at the end of the tunnel now. He he believes he's clicking. He can be that number one corner he always thought he was. And he can be a part of a Bears team that's winning games. And I understand why he wants to see this through. Is it possible in any way, shape, or form? Because he talked about the the franchise tag last time, I think. It was, I think it was the last time he was on with Parkinson Spiegel or a couple times ago. And he, he was totally open to it. He was like, hey, man, that that's good money, too. What is the is it more likely though that he gets an extension or is that something that the Bears would potentially use on Jalen Johnson? You know, great question. I would have thought an extension would be done heck last offseason. I would have thought at some point early this year. They've been working toward it. Like right before that game against the Chargers in late October, like Brian Poles and, and uh Jalen Johnson's agent met. They met out in LA. That's where Jalen Johnson's agent is based. And they worked toward it. They, they tried to get something done. There was a hope that they could get something done. And then a day later, Jalen Johnson's putting his trade request out there. So it's been difficult and it's only getting more difficult because Jalen Johnson's upped his price. And he kind of admitted that today too. Like, yeah, I think my number's going up a little bit. He's not been shy about promoting himself in that way. And good for him. Like this guy has bet on himself all along. He's not looking to reset that market, but heck, if he continues this kind of play, he may well do it at this point. So you tip your cap to anybody, anybody in this situation who says it bets on themselves, puts themselves in this position, says they want to have that kind of success, and then you go on and do it. Well, there's without question, or it's without question that, you know, Jalen Johnson is going to be highly sought after, whether it is, you know, within the Chicago Bears organization or throughout the NFL. Uh, and he controls his destiny uh, a bit. Uh, somebody that might not have the same luxury is a guy like Luke Getze. A lot of people down on him, and they think that his future with this organization is inevitable. And it will, you know, not, he will not be around next year. Um, your thoughts on Luke Getzey and where he stands with the Chicago Bears organization? Yeah, uh, Luke Getzey himself has been asked it a few times now this month as you look toward the end of the season and really about the pressure that he's facing. He's always answered these questions well. He understands that he's in a really tough situation, and it only gets worse when you have a game like you do on Sunday where the offense is going three and out, three and out, over and over again. Matt Eberflus, now consider his spot as the defensive-minded head coach of this team. That means Luke Getzey's in charge of the entire offense. And Eberflus has the oversight, but he also has a ton of trust and has been delegating to Luke Getzey. So Matt Eberflus today was asked about the offense and about what Luke Getzey has done. You're going to hear me at the end of this clip kind of asking directly, hey, how do you evaluate this guy? So uh, you're going to hear a little bit of dancing. You're also going to hear, if you read between the lines, potentially what Matt Eberflus really thinks here. Here's Matt Eberflus on Luke Getze. Yeah, I mean, you know, looking at that, you know, in a whole in terms of the expectations, you want to focus on what we're going to do this week, you know. And, uh, you know, we've had some improvements uh, during the course of the year on all sides of the ball. And uh, it's critical that we focus on being the best we can be this week, you know, against this opponent uh, right here, right now, and have our feet right here. But does any part of you as a head coach take a look at kind of big picture and say, hey, where sure. are we going? Where are we heading? I mean, isn't that part of the job? No question. No question. And again, we'll, we're going to assess all those things at the end. And again, we got to play these games right here, right now. So we're going to focus on being our best uh, when our best is required. And that's required today, right today. How would you assess Luke in particular, what he's done in his role as OC? Yeah, um, you know, um, I love Luke. He's, he's, a, he's a great leader, you know, in terms of the, in the room. And, you know, and then, like I said, I'll evaluate everything at the end. Uh, we're constantly evaluating things every single day. 
Um, so today after practice, like normal, we'll meet. We'll talk about this play, that play. Hey, we like this one. Let's try to do it this way, or let's correct, make this correction there. So it's constant communication, like I said, during the course of the week and then into the game. I don't know if that's fluce being fluce, Chris, but I did not hear, and maybe I'm reading into it too deeply, I did not hear a big endorsement. Let, let me, let me, let me, let me yep. tell, Grody, let me tell you something. Yeah. If somebody asks you, or Emma, if somebody asks you about Gabe and that's the tone that you talked about me with, <laughs> I'm going to hate yeah. both of you. They don't like Gabe there. That's <laughs> yeah. Gabe's a great leader, shows <laughs> yeah. up on time. Gabe's like Love all Gabe. monotone. Yeah. Yeah. Gabe, yeah. Yeah. Gabe's but, good. Everything, shows up early. <laughs> I'll be like, yo, yeah, y'all hate exactly me. Right. I, I'm glad you caught on to this. Like, it's, I asked a pretty clear question. How do you evaluate Luke with this offense? Like, and I love Luke. Like, you, you know, great in the room, blah, blah. We communicate. You didn't hear anything. Oh, this offense is building. It's the identity yeah. that he saw. They're continuing to strengthen that. They're getting better every game. You see Justin evolving with Luke's watch. You see everything that you want for progress for the few. Like, there's so many things you can say if you really believe in Luke Getsy. You didn't hear those. And I, I'll preface this. We know Matt Eberflus is not – the greatest in that podium setting. Like he's not somebody who's often putting these kind of declarations out there, but man, he had an opportunity. If he really believes in Luke Getzey as the offensive coordinator and the leader moving forward, there's so many things you can say. This is a guy who loves talking football. He didn't do it there. He passed on that. I thought that was notable. Now we know that Matt Eberflus, there's a decision on him first, but if he is the head coach of the bears moving forward, he's got his own decision to make on Luke Getzey. Uh, we're talking to Chris Emma here on 670 The Score. This segment is brought to you by Loyola Medicine. When things are at their worst, we are at our best. And that's great stuff right there. Uh, Emma, talk to me about these last three games. When we're looking at Luke Getze, you know, is, are we going to see a Luke Getze that kind of sees some writing on the wall and he opens it up a little bit more? Or are we going to see a Luke Getze that says, hey, if I can rattle off a couple more victories and keep this as simple as possible in the short term, then maybe I can keep my job. Give me the trick plays or something. Remember the right. last the last game of the Fox era with jo- Dow Loggins as quarterback. And so, see, they ran Philly special before it was Philly special. Week 17, Minneapolis, they ran that play. I don't know what it was called in the Bears playbook because they were fired the next day. We never got really <laughs> got to find out. But that was known as Philly special later on when the Eagles ran that in the same end zone at U.S. Bank Stadium. What I'm trying to say is get the creativity. Like, you're 5-9 and nine at this point. Uh, you're fighting for something here. Now, to your question, Gabe, it's a good point because what's going to really save Luke Getzey? Is it going to be winning games by whatever means necessary? Is it going to be grounded pound to get that running game going? Or is Luke Getzey's best case, and does he think this, is it just throwing the ball, getting Justin Fields, and showing his own progress? Like, it's probably somewhere in between. You need to get the progress of this offense. You also need to showcase, this is our quarterback. We got something here, and I'm the play caller who's made him successful. So, I don't know how it's going to look. I want to see creativity. I don't want to see scared, conservative play calling. I want to see them really go at it. Chris, great stuff as always, man. Appreciate you uh, filling in for Grody today. Is that what that is? Yeah, yeah, he's oh, okay. out there today. Yeah, he's... you want nuggets and tidbits? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Don't let him loose without a few nuggets my and bad, tidbits here, Gabe. Come yeah. on, hitters. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Tevin Jenkins remains in the concussion protocol. Uh, he will need to be clear by the weekend to play. Look for Cody White here in his spot and left guard. Jenkins is unable to go. Demarcus Walker stepped in after the injury to Yannick Ngakwe. Uh, tweaked his leg, according to Matt Eberfuss. Did not practice today. Eberfuss made it sound like they are hopeful he will be able to play on Sunday. Darnell Mooney was out with an illness today, not present in the locker room or at practice. 
Uh, the Bears will wear their 1936 classic uniforms for Sunday, the one with the Michigan-type helmets as well as the kind of crazy-looking striped socks. Oh, okay. And there will be no bear weather on Christmas. Oh, High no. of 52 <laughs> with a chance of rain on Sunday at Soldier Field. Oh, humbug. Oh, <laughs> man. All right, Chris. Uh, appreciate the tidbits. Appreciate the information. Look forward to talking to you again soon. Take care. Chris, See you, Emma. Emma, uh, covering the Bears for us right here on 670 to score. I'm looking at uh, who would you like as, as the offensive coordinator of the Bears next year? Oh, you got a list? No. Or are you just asking me who I would want? As There's the been a couple text messages that have come in. I have you know, no idea. Eric Bieniemy, you want him to? No, I don't to... want Eric Bieniemy. Why would I want Eric Bieniemy? Nobody wants Eric Bieniemy. You being you being I'm silly? Total, I, no, I mean, I, no. Are you being silly? Uh, am I being, no, I'm. I'm not. I'm talking. It's like I'm talking to my sweet, my three year old. Are I, you being silly? I mean, she'll do something really disrespectful to me, and I'll be like, so that I don't yell at her, I'll be. Like, I'll give her an opportunity. I'll be like, you are you being silly? silly? And she'll be like, yeah. I mean, like, okay, cool. I, I guess I wouldn't hate it, but I that I feel like there could be something more inspiring. Than Eric Bieniemy okay. at this point. You love you love some Eric Bieniemy, huh? I I'm, I'm not opposed to if somebody if the, if the news broke that a week after yeah. the season they fired Getting they and Eric Bieniemy's like yeah I'm gonna take that job because Flus might be on his way out yeah <laughs> then I'm like sure yeah whatever I mean I guess I guess okay. that would be that doesn't inspire me much though I'm sorry there was a Frank Reich on the text message Fra- Frank Reich I mean he was really good in that role. You know, like that was sort of his bread and butter. When you see like guys that were coordinators and they get head coaching gigs and they suck and then they go back yeah. to their actual jobs. Like Matt Nagy. Like Matt Nagy. Yeah, yeah. Like Rod <laughs> exactly Marinelli like back Rod. in the day. Exactly. Yeah. Matt Nagy yeah, well, holding it down. Because they're Andy blaming Reed's him. Like, give me that play call machine, <laughs> yeah, son. Yeah, You're not going to be doing that over here. All right. Because uh, people were saying, you know, uh, Jim Harbaugh as a coach. You know, you could have an Eric Bieniemy, and let's say if like Robert Salah gets fired, mm-hmm. you know, in the Jets, you got a nice little, you know. You know how I feel about Harbaugh, right? Have I told you about? My okay, Harbaugh wait, hold on. This is a great. This is a great okay. tease. How does Mark Grody feel about, <laughs> about Harbaugh? And uh, and if Harbaugh is the coach, the more important question: Who do you think he'd want as a quarterback next year? We'll discuss that on the other side. It's Gabe Ramirez and Mark Grody. Filling in for Parkins and Spiegel right here on 670 The Score. The Parkins and Spiegel Show. I don't know what's going on with any of it. Afternoons on The Score. I don't know what, you know, as far as like if it's unwarranted or warranted what's going on over there, I don't know. Obviously, you know, I think when your record or you're not winning, you know, everybody wants to look for the next thing or the next big thing or whatever. But the guys in the locker room from what, you know, I saw something this week that, you know, those guys, I think they believe in them. So, you know, that's really all you can ask for. You know, the guys that you're going to war with believe in you. And again, for him, I'm sure he's trying to prove himself every time he touches the field. So, and then this this profession, football, basketball, it doesn't matter. You know, they're, 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 they're trying to replace you in a sense, you know. So it's on you to make them, you know, realize or make them understand, you know, what type of player you are and, uh, you know, that they, they got something in you. Kyler Murray talking about Justin Fields right there. It's some locker room audio this week. Bears taking on the Arizona Cardinals on Sunday. And he understands it. I mean, as I mentioned, Ed Smith, former NFLer, covers the Arizona Cardinals, spoke to him yesterday along with Hub Arkish last evening. And he said, hey, man, they are not married to Kyler Murray in Arizona. So I'm sure he, he's hearing rumblings of, of certain things. And, I mean, it, it, it's tough. It's tough. What do you think about Kyler Murray as a quarterback? I thought he was headed to superstardom early in his career. Um, you know, the size-wise, I think that's a little bit of of an issue for him. But I, I, I admit, I haven't watched a ton of him this year. 
but I I always thought that he was an absolute weapon, but it seems like he he got to a peak and has been slowly coming down. So I mean, I don't know. I don't know that. Would you rather is... have Kyler Murray or Justin Fields? Wow, that's a great question. You know what? This might surprise some people. Justin Fields. Why? Um, I think the arm talent with like just the actual physical tool. I mean, obviously he hasn't gotten to where we want him to be in terms of actual passing, but I still think that the the raw materials, the strength, the size, the the potential is still greater with Justin Fields. That's interesting. Yeah. I look at a Kyler Murray and I think that to me the the initial argument would be that what he does well is what we feel like Justin Fields lacks. Accuracy. Mm. Quick decision making. I mean, we saw it with you know DeAndre Hopkins and some of the weapons that he had. I mean, they, they had they had an explosive offense. I'm trying. To, I'm thinking about Kyler Murray's statistics as a whole. Career 66 percent completion percentage, uh, 200 yards or so, short of 4,000 his first three years, and then the last two years, obviously injured. Interception touchdown to interception yeah. ratios 20 to 12, 26 to 12, 24 okay. to 10. You know, no. Oh my God, this is a, an interesting stat. First three years in the league, no fumbles. That's pretty impressive. No fumbles? Especially compared to what we've what? seen with Justin Fields. He has five fumbles this year alone. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this year alone. And he has Man. zero in his first uh, first five seasons. So your team, Kyler Murray, then, is what you're saying. Would you, would you rather have Kyler Murray or Justin Fields? <sighs> I think I yeah I think I I think I I think I'd have to say Kyler it's Murray. It's a great question. I think if Kyler okay here's here's the here's the 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 adjustment to the question. If Kyler Ooh. Murray was healthy and leading the Chicago Bears this season, would their record be better or worse? Better. The answer is better. Yeah, I don't so know. I guess, a new Call of Duty came out this year. Might be kind of distracted. That's so true. Oh my gosh. Okay, I forgot about that part. Is a Kyler Murray obsessive? With he remember that? remember they had to like put it in his contract. That, oh, like, that's right. the screen time and everything <laughs> like that. That's right, like, bro. You're not. Well, were, you're doing your best. Uh, who am I thinking of? Uh, they were questioning his maturity. That's right. Johnny Manziel, you're doing your oh, best. Oh yeah, not, <laughs> not as yeah. that bad, but yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I guess we zero did. hours. So Long I guess to- I guess the check mark goes to Justin Fields in that case, in terms of like leadership and, yeah, and all of that. But but again, that but now you now, now you just sound follow. like an Eberflus. I know, I know. Or a press conference. <laughs> it's a great leader, great guy. <laughs> yeah, if I had, if I was doing an out of town interview, that's what I would say about you. you guys. Great leader, great guy, great in the locker room. Three, all that kind of three, stuff. one, two, six, forty four. 67, 67, we'd love for you to text in and tell yeah. us who you would take. But th- but treat it like a seventh grade test where, you know, you have to exp- expound on your answer. Yeah, exactly. It can't just be Justin Fields. It would just be why. And neither of us, at, I, I guess I'll just talk for myself, I wasn't really confident in my answer. You didn't sound okay. like you were either. There's a long pause there before you said Kyler Murray. I think it's because I, I, you know, you're looking at who he is right now, and you're just like, ah, yeah, I guess and you got to give him the money. Now. But but that was my point with Justin Fields. Like I still think the the – the materials, the raw materials that he has are better than those of like there's still I don't know if Justin Fields is gonna get there. Yeah. But there's still a higher upside with Justin Fields considering what he can potentially yeah, do. I'm here Does for that it. make sense? Yeah, look, yeah. last five games. Not once has he thrown for more than one touchdown. Justin. No. Kyler Murray. Okay. One touchdown in his last four games. Two interceptions in his last one against San Fran, but none in the two prior to that. He's not running the ball a ton. He's got some good good games, some good rushes. 
but you know, 26 for 39 against the Niners, 13 for 23 against Pittsburgh, 27 for 45 against the Rams, 20 for 30 against Houston, 19 for 32 against Atlanta. I mean, you know, 211. This is the this is the Justin Fields part of this conversation. Here's his yards for the last five games. Kyler Murray, 211, 211, 145, 256, 214, 249. Pretty Justin Fields-ish. Yeah. yeah. Can I ask you a question? Uh, yeah, I'm here for yeah, this. Yeah, I know you are. I'm here for this. What, who would you rather have quarterbacking the Bears next year, Justin Fields or Kirk Cousins? Ooh, that's a good question. <laughs> what, what did the Bears do with the number one pick? Oh, like, the, well, like they, in the hypothetical world, what, well, what will that, they have done? Yeah, what will they have oh, done? Oh, man. Did they take so Marvin Harrison me, Jr. with yeah, one? So you got Marvin Harrison okay. Jr. And, and, Dar- and, and DJ Moore? Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. The answer is, the answer without question is Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins. Okay. Kirk Cousins is throwing for 4,500 yards. He might not take you to the promised land. <laughs> he's really But the good. Bears are winning 10 games for he's sure really, next year if it's Kirk Cousins. He's a very complicated like, guy to talk about, I feel like, Kirk Cousins, but, but, always. But, but he's also proven that, hey, I know how to get the ball to my number one wide receiver yeah, consistently and secondary receivers. And I know how to get it to my tight end. Yeah. Right? T.J. Hawkinson leading the league in, 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 uh, in targets this year. So, you're, you know, you're talking about a guy who, who can get it done. Yeah, he can. I mean, he, he is – he's a re- – what would you say? I would say really good quarterback. Not, not a, is he a star? I think, he's, I think he's the most disrespected, underrated quarterback. I, I, that's in the why. League. That's why he's so complicated. He just throws for over four thousand yards every year, and he right. wins games. But he just like he doesn't one one though. Right. He doesn't one one. Needed to when they, even that year. The year was it last year? They were the twelve wins. Twelve wins, and then they got crushed yeah. in the first round of but the playoffs. But what if the Bears are scheduled a lot of primetime games? <laughs> Oh, didn't yeah. He, didn't he debunk that whole thing? He did. A couple victories. He did. I hear what you're saying, Tyler yeah. Peterball, handling producing today. Uh, it's tough, man. It's tough. It's a tough scenario. When it's, I'm just so glad that it's not me that has to make the decision. Oh, I know. I here's think about what, that. Here's what most Bears fans have to understand right now. It does not matter what happens. Half of us are going to be pissed. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, if, if they keep Justin Fields, half of us are going to be pissed that they didn't take Caleb Williams. If they take Caleb Williams... Half of us are going to be pissed that they didn't stick with Justin. Yeah, Williams. but then you'll get over it because once an absolute decision is made, unless you're just getting off the Bears bandwagon completely and you're yeah. leaving the Bears fan base, then you're look. Once it's done, and I think a lot of people would probably agree that let's just get this done. Tell us what it's going to be, <laughs> yeah. and then we'll get behind it. Yeah. You know, that's I mean, why, that's why we were glad to hear that the number one pick got traded early because then we could just stop oh, thinking yeah. about it for weeks on end. Yeah. Um, it screwed up my show, though. Remember that show <laughs> I, I had? The that lead, on the, I, Mark Grody leading you up to the number one pick in the... <laughs> oh, wait, we traded on that. On the clock. <laughs> on the clock. <laughs> I had done that night. <laughs> it was great. hilarious. We, we were... Uh, Ryan Porth, our program yeah. director, and I, we were putting together the show. We are literally... I had just done an interview with with Sean Salisbury, who that that draft, I was recording draft expert. Yeah, well, he he was with Houston. He's in Houston, mm-hmm. so he followed, so so that was the relevance. And did this great, like awesome, like thirty minute. Oh, yeah, Sean Sal- And then all, there it was. The trade goes down. You know, Porth's like, that's it. I'm staying here for the next hour. Had to change the show around, and uh, we try. We we persevered with on the clock, but. 
you know, if the Bears get have that number one pick again, I could get renewed. I could get picked up again. Hey, for on, on, the the clock. Clock <laughs> on the clock season two, baby. On the clock season two. Electric boogaloo, yeah. <laughs> I like that. Oh, yeah, we'll see. Uh, we'll we, see. We, Groats, we were talking a second ago about, you know, who we preferred between Kyler Murray and, and, and uh, Justin Fields. Yeah. Well, the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals, he talked to the media, Jonathan Gannon. High praise about Justin Fields, said Justin Fields can make every throw. He's very hard to tackle and to take down. Um, but then he also talked about Coach Eberflus. And I didn't know this, but Eberflus was uh, one of his biggest mentors. Flu, yeah. I mean, uh, somebody asked him about, about him the other day. Obviously, one of my biggest mentors. People say, describe flu for us. And I would say the first thing that comes to my mind that I saw for three years working for him, he was a coordinator, I was a DB coach, elite leadership skills. I learned so much about, you know, how to practice player management, what's important, how to get guys to hit their ceiling. Schematics were completely different for me, which we use a lot of those things now. The way you play the game, how you measure that, how you hold guys accountable. That's why I told our guys in there today, it's, it's no, it's not surprising at all that that team has done this because that's when I was with him for three years our, as our defense, as he was the defensive coordinator, our defense always just went like that for three years. Started kind of somewhere, and then as the year went on, we got better and better and better. I think that's honestly a product of him and how he has people operate in his building. Obviously can't say enough good things about him. It'll be good to see him. He's a great man. His family's fantastic. They've helped me a ton, so it'll be good to see him. But he's he's a head coach for a reason. Like, he's one of those guys. Flu. <laughs> I've never heard of him. Called. I don't. That, I, call well. you, I call you grow all the time. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Instead of grow. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> That's great. Flu. I mean, wait, let's, let's, let's first just discuss the amount of praise he had for Coach Eberflus. Oh, yeah. Well, what did you expect? And, and touched on a lot. Of, well, because he was very specific about things. Okay. Right, how to get players to reach their ceiling, how to coach them properly, leadership of elite, elite leadership, leadership of men. That was a new twist. Yeah, I mean, these are all things that we think we flu. see from flu, flu. <laughs> but we know, we're not certain as to as to what that could look like. But I, I love hearing it. Absolutely, but you know what? If, if you go back and listen to the opposing teams coaches like Bill Belichick when he had his seven minute (laughs) soliloquy about the Bears yes 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 they all say like that he the Justin Fields thing you may as well just play that on a look and make all the throws and he's dangerous and man he keeps us up at night and all that kind of stuff which he does I mean like you do have to come up with a very specific plan for Justin Fields because he will he will run you over for 100 yards if you allow him to do that so that that is for sure Uh. All right, uh, a couple more Bears thoughts before we get out of here. <clears throat> one last thing, not my jam. So not your jam? Not, we're not doing that. We're not doing well, one We didn't last. ask for questions, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> Gabe and I are good at we'll asking each other that. questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, got a couple last, questions. I got a couple last things for you, Chris. Okay, good. All right, we'll do that on the good. other side. Yeah, I actually do have a question for you I want to ask you at some point here. Fantastic. Yeah. That I'm sounds game. like a great tease. Yeah. Coming up next, Sean's <laughs> serious questions. All right, guys. All right. We're such a good show. Do we run out? What happened? Have we run out of stuff for the show? As I came out of my mouth, I was like, wow, this is harsh. I was like, this is not good. My bad. Uh, we'll, we'll give our final thoughts before we get out of here. It's Gabe Ramirez, Mark Grody on 670 to score. Touchdown, Bears. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. Got a long four hours. Afternoons on the score. All right, it's time for one last thing. Fellas, what questions you got lined up? Gabe Ramirez, Mark Grody filling in for here. Parkinson Spiegel. Entertain us, Sears. 
Grody, actually, do you recognize this song? Yeah, I do. It is. He knows the rapper. He doesn't know the sample. Um, so no, I do. We're gonna be the all Super right. Super Bowl version wow. of this. Song. Ah, We're gonna be so all right. Go ahead and play the Super Bowl yeah. version for it. He'll know that one. So good. I played this on the overnight one time for Mark, but I played the actual song, and he was like, what is this? This isn't Kendrick Lamar. And then I had to play the Super Bowl version. He's like, oh, yeah, that's my guy. That's Kendrick. Yeah. Yeah. He told me about this, and I had to test this theory to receive this true. Great. I'm always a little bit behind. For some reason, like I, you know, like songs sometimes will resonate with you depending on what sound system it is, where you are. I yeah. remember hearing that song, I think it was in 2019, no, no, 2018 in, or was it 2019, uh -oh. in Los Angeles against the Rams. And the, the stadium was just starting to fill, and it was a night game, and that song came booming over the loudspeaker, and it just sounded so good. It sounded so spot on. Kendrick Lamar. Definitely uh, one of the better ones that are out there right now. My Kendrick Lamar story goes yeah. like this. I do not like Kendrick Lamar. Oh, you don't? No. Oh, why? I went to a, a listening party of his when he dropped the album. Don't know which one because I'm not a fan of Kendrick no Lamar. No big deal. No big deal. You don't and like the music or you don't like him? Both. Okay. And so I go, I'm go. i at this listening party. And what do you do when you go to a listening party for an artist? You, you, you listen, you right? You listen. You socialize, <laughs> yeah. right, as you're yeah. listening to it in the background. Uh -huh. And it was right there on, like, uh, Sir Mech in Michigan. And we're sitting there, Kendrick playing the album, and then all of a sudden the album cuts off, and he gets on the microphone, and he's like, "Hey, this is my listen album listening party. You guys need to be listening." Wow! And then I was like, "What?" He scolded and the I'm fans. And I'm looking back, and I'm like, "Is this guy serious?" Right? And I'm like, "Is this yeah. guy serious?" Like, this is a listening party. We're all getting drunk. People are smoking weed, literally, <laughs> right around everywhere. Like everybody's talking. <laughs> right, and I'm like, right. "Okay, whatever." He puts the music back on, right? And of course, because this is Chicago, nobody's really caring about yeah. what Kendrick Lamar has to say. And so we, everybody continues to talk. Then he gets back on the mic, turns off the album, and leaves and says, you guys are not uh, worthy of listening to my album. Wow. Okay. okay. Yeah, I wouldn't like him then either. And so every time yeah. after that, I'm like, Kendrick, who? What? No, I'm out. Terrible lyricist. <laughs> I still like that song. And we are going to be all right. <laughs> yeah, of course we are. Yeah. That we are. Yeah. So we hope. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Groats, tomorrow you're going to be back at? Uh, I will be at the hall house? tomorrow. Hall? Tomorrow will be coordinators. Okay. Got to be coordinated. Did you miss it for the last couple of days? Or um, no, not really. Not really. No, <laughs> drive. it's been, it's it's a drive. It's just been it's been a nice break from Hallis Hall. It really has been. So yeah, yeah but no, I will look forward. When, to... when you go back, do the people do the people like kind of give you crap and they're like, oh, it's it's Radio Grody. Oh here. no, of course we all give each other. Like if oh, you take okay. a day off up there, it's like, oh, oh where's Fishbane? Where's <laughs> whomever? Like fill in the blank. What you're terrible you at your job. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what they say. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, like Emma, like he will probably take Friday off. And I'll be like, what are you doing taking Friday off like that? Like, what are you text doing? messages and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I, I, the only thing I miss about not being there today, I do like open locker room. I do enjoy that part of it. I mean, I, I, mean, I like it all. But that part has not gotten, like, mundane for me. Sometimes the 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 podium press conferences can get a little bit mundane. My anxiety would kick in if I was in that room. What do you mean? Like, too much. Like there's too many people. There's no order. It's just like too much for me. Yeah, that would be too much. You get over that though, like well, with that, experience. That, then I was going with the locker room stuff. Like, I mean, you just roll up to a guy, or you yeah. or you follow the group of people. Well, there's a lot of you know hurting for sure. Like you'll see like one because it's hard to get these guys sometimes one on one. So like if DJ Moore is speaking, 
um, and you start to see him. Okay, like, but while that's happening, can yeah. you go up to like Jalen Johnson? Hundred percent. Yeah, if you okay. want to go up, and that's the part I like is like going yeah. up to guys one on one and just talking to them and you know getting little information. Sometimes you get a scoop um, on things like that. But yeah, absolutely. Some guys, you know, occasionally they'll be like, "Nah, I'm not interested in talking today." But for the most part. They're pretty amenable. I mean, like you yeah. can talk to anybody you want, and uh, some you know some guys are better than others, and some guys like to talk more than others. But yeah, it's just this big sort of open. It is an open locker room. Anybody can you can talk to anybody you'd like. You got to be fearless about rejection doing that though. Oh yeah, no, hundred percent. Because for, for me, sure. I'd like if I went up to let's say I don't know Demarcus Walker, Demarcus Walker, and I'm like, yo, yo, D Walk, you think I can get like a couple minutes real quick? And he's like, Nah, Gabe, you're not gonna be. You'd be like, I'd where I'd are you going to And I'd be like, man, F that guy, bro. I'm not, never talking to that guy. Because you want to be tight with these guys. <laughs> yes, I no, do. He'd be like, where do you get off calling me D Walk? You can't just come up to me oh, and start calling me D Walk. I would assume we would already have that relationship. <laughs> oh, that I want to thank our guest for today, Patrick Manley, uh, for hanging out with us. Also, Adam Amin, who will be calling the game in just a little bit, uh, hung out with us as well. And then, of course, Chris Emma giving us our Bears report for today. Sweet. I uh, want to thank our two producers today, doing an excellent job keeping us in a great mood. Sean Sears. Shady. I thought that was a thing. For me. Uh, and Tyler Buterball. <laughs> wow. Neither one of them. Tyler Buterball. Yeah. There we go. Uh, Groat's always a so. pleasure. Always a pleasure. Looking forward to next week, man. We get three yeah. days together. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, my show always starts at 6, and these guys always get out of here at 56, and I always feel like, you know, I feel like this is my moment to extend this show. Oh, yeah. You know, to bleed into Anthony Heron's show. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, Anthony's well, got a lot to, to say. for four more hours tomorrow with Speaks. Is it Speaks tomorrow? Think so. Tomorrow, Heron. There's, tomorrow. there's a lot of confusion. Right. Right. Guess who's your producers, Gabe? Woo! Who's hosting tomorrow? <laughs> Woo! <laughs> <laughs> All right, <laughs> you two guys again. I love Best it. Best believe it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, coming up next, Anthony Heron, and then don't forget, six forty-five. Bulls pregame begins. Chuck Swirsky will be back, along with Bill Wennington and Alyssa Bergamini. Uh, and the next time you'll be able to hear me, yes, tomorrow. On the radio, don't know who my co-host okay, is. <laughs> no, it's Spiegel. It's Spiegel. It it's is Spiegel. Spiegel. All right, I think. <laughs> All right, uh, we're out of here. Uh, it's Gabe Ramirez. It's Mark Grody. It's Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Um, it's got to be better, you know. There's a lot of bull that went on today that just was really frustrating. Are you allowed to do that? I thought it was horse I don't know. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.